0: This hour is brought to you by New England Kubota Dealers and MB Tractor and Equipment in Tilton, New
1: Hampshire. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Man, it's been a while. Oh, that felt good to hear that. It feels good to be back on the air talking the great game of baseball with Brian Barrett. Even though I don't see him right now, what I'm looking at is golf. Golf, golf, golf. And you're looking at Fenway Park. Brian Barrett from Fenway Park, correct, Brian? Metric man? I am, man.
0: I am here. Metric man. Ready to go. Let's go. Listen,
1: the Red Sox have made a trade. The Red Sox are a half game in back of the Rays and the Indians in the wildcard hunt. This is shaping up to be something else, Brian. Let me tell you. And there's nobody who is who is bringing out the stats and bringing out the facts and figures more than you. But let's go back to the trade, Brian. And if you want to weigh on in on the Red Sox for the next couple, of year, uh, next couple hours, please do. You please do, be, Rob. I'm going to be giving you updates, Brian, about everything. About golf, about baseball, about life, about the whole ball of wax, about podcasting, everything. I'm going to be giving you updates all the live long day. But the first order of business – is when you have perhaps the preeminent stack guy in the country and a trade goes down and you want to find out exactly what was the thought process was when it comes to the Red Sox trading for young James Norwood, well, relatively young, 28 years old, young James Norwood for cash considerations, then we turn to Brian. We have the luxury of having this. In our in our family, in our Brad show family, our minor league correspondent is Alex Benellas, an actual minor league player. We got Coop, we got Nate, we got Brian Barrett is going to break it all down. Let's do it. it really what stats do you got for losers? What do you got, <laughs> Metric <laughs> well, me Man? With- Metric Man, don't listen to anybody else. Be secure in your own ex- existence. You your Twitter account is a must follow. You are you your brand has. I say it a lot. Your brand has never been hotter. This is absolutely true. Your brand has never been hotter. And today it just became a blaze because well, your tweet on James Norwood is something that everybody should see. What do you got? Well, this is what I'll say first of all is tell the
0: people at Twitter that. Okay, tell the board. All right? Tell the board that my Twitter account is worth following. Add it's Brian Barrett on Twitter. Oh, but you I just, say, oh is, this a, is this a plea to be verified? Well, no, it's an aggravation. I don't know why I'm not verified. I asked for verification. They won't verify me. People with way less followers are verified than me, or are verified, and I'm not. Well, but anyway.
1: Be, before you go on, I wanna, this is what makes this show, we're going to be on with you till 6 o'clock up into the pregame. Uh, this is what makes this show so memorable, because not only do we have Brian Barrett, not only do you have myself, not only are we at the U.S. Open and at Fenway Park and all this historic uh, places and, and instances. But we have basically what we have is maybe the finest Meyer League correspondent in the history of WEI producing the show. Uh, that would be Ken Laird. So uh and, and Ken Laird also, I don't know if you know this, he <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Ken, did you do you ever win a media star? You won like like three
3: media stars I, I came you? in second place a lot. I never won. You never won? No. Well, you know what? I, th- you know who beat me out once? It's Spear, that oh. SOB who always tried to one-up me in my <laughs> Farm Report days. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, you know, who who was right at the end of the day because
1: all he talked about was Henry Owens. And right, right.
3: And you were. Where's Henry you were, Owens now, Alex?
1: Where You were well ahead of the curve when it came to fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, I, I, I oh, Benintendi. Know. I had the first interview with Andrew Benintendi. Oh, the first, you did? The, yeah, you had the, the first Benintendi interview, yes. Yeah. Uh, so let me do this before, Brian, you give us uh, the info on James Norwood. And if you want to weigh in, 617-779-7937. Before we get to that, I do want to do this, in, in all seriousness. I want to give Ken Laird $20 in Bitcoin. I want to name him Employee of the Week because he is—he is not only did his show, he came in to produce, he's leading by example, and his payment not only is a $20 in Bitcoin, but I want, Ken, you are, you are going to give me whatever you want on whatever Red Sox topic you,
3: you choose fit. What do you got? Well, first of all, i 'd like to note i shouldn't be praised for this. it's my own incompetence that leads me here because I forgot to schedule a producer one to six and then I couldn't get anybody to do it so now i'm here Well, I mean,
1: nobody need to know that so but that's okay i still i mean the fact i'm not'm I'm just I'm being not, honest I, I i I'm not going to go through the history of w e i but if there has been other screw-ups, and there hasn't been other people who have filled in for the screw-ups like you are filling for your screw-up today. Yeah. So gradually, I Thank don't you. know if that's a praise Thank or what. But I do feel like it, it is great that you're with us because you've done – I feel like we've done a baseball show together at some point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we've Correct? done a few,
3: yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is – I know that you're probably
3: tired. It's a long day. Now the adrenaline rush of talking the great game of baseball <laughs> and the Bradford show, what do you got? Well, I just this is like um this is baseball 101, but last night felt a little different. I thought they were going to blow it, and they didn't. That's it. simple. This Red Sox team has progressed. They would have blown that game a couple of months ago. Uh, they didn't last night. I'm not convinced that Houck is the closer, but I'm intrigued. That's all I got all right and and I didn't say this. I wrote this, I put this pen to paper that you know this
1: is this was a win against a good team. I mean this that's mm-hmm. what you need to know. You're a good uh, pitcher, Rob. Uh, uh it's a good pitcher, a pitcher who was rolling Adam Wainwright. And by the way, the Michael Walker thing, I think after last night, it can't be perceived as uh the Martin Perez, you had a good month and a half. Right? I mean you, you it, this is Michael Waka is a real deal. Michael Walker is punching his ticket to Los Angeles for the all star game. He has become he, I think he has the seventh best ERA. Of uh, of all American League starters, and that doesn't that, that might not seem like much, but it is because yeah. there's a lot of good pitchers in the American League this year. So this was a big deal last night, but also flash forward to today. We want to pay off on the tease. The Red Sox, knowing they're in it, this is the sign that they know they're in it. They made a trade. They're let's being aggressive. Go
3: Red, Sox.
1: They're let's being, go they're Red be,
3: Sox.
2: Let's go Red Sox. Let's go Red Sox.
1: They're being aggressive. They're being aggressive. They
0: are. And this is what I'll say, Rob. So before we get into some about James Norwood, I just want to mention the fact that I like the fact that the Red Sox are being somewhat aggressive here, not to say this is any sort of radical move that's going to alter your future plans. But I do believe that what is going to happen, and you know how this goes, because it's Heim Bloom, there is going to be a criticism that, oh, look at his ERA, which, by the way, you shouldn't look at a reliever's ERA. That's a whole different thing. But you get the point. People are going to say, oh, they traded for this guy that stinks. Well, They did the same thing with Hansel Robles last year. If you remember, in Minnesota, his numbers were absolutely atrocious. And what did the Red Sox give up for James Norwood, Rob? Cash. Cash. Okay. So that is the definition of a big market move. It brings me back to what transpired in the offseason with Jackie Bradley Jr., where what happened was people that were anti-Bloom critiquers, if you will, people that wanted to attack Han Bloom said... Well, they're trading for Jackie Bradley Jr. when Hunter Renfro's a better player. Well, first of all, they're actually paying Jackie Bradley Jr. more money than Hunter Renfro because they bought your buddy, who you just mentioned earlier, Alex Pinellas. They bought the prospect, right? That actually is, if you don't plan on signing Hunter Renfro long term, which they didn't. He's 30 this year. They didn't want to sign him long term. That actually is a big market move. Now, I'm not saying that this is a move, Rob, James Norwood, that puts you over the top. But I like the fact that you say, okay, let's take a flyer. Okay, it's definitely not. He's not. He's, I mean, I'm not dis- diminishing that his numbers I mean, aren't he, good. Listen, but this, I mean, the, other, but, the,
1: the reality of it, Before I'll let you go on in a second, Brian. But the reality is sure. that he could be DFA'd in, like, tomorrow. He could. I mean, he's out of options. But, Eddie, go ahead. I don't want to rain
3: but on your my, parade. My
0: point is this, Rob. You're spending money, you're throwing cash to take a flyer on a guy that has 96, 97 miles an hour on his fastball and... Some of the advanced metrics tell you, or not the advanced metrics, just the tracking stuff tells you the break on his fastball is really good. People do not make good contact against his splitter, so I don't understand why anybody would be upset. Not that we've seen a lot of backlash or heard it, Rob, but I don't understand why anybody would point to this and say, "Hey, it's not worth it." Why not? And the other thing I would just mention, Rob, is oh yeah, they got to they got to do something, as it pertains to. Just getting more righties in that bullpen. Now, Schreiber was really good last night. I mean, mm. that guy has been awfully impressive. And eight I Eight mile. You, yeah, eight mile. You did the podcast with him that, uh, this week. But that's obviously been a major thing. But the other thing that I would say is look at who you have to face in your division. Toronto and New York. What do those two teams have in common besides the fact they're just good at offense or they're good offensive clubs? They all mash from the right side. We're talking about Vladdy, we're talking about Guriel, we're talking about Bo Bichette, we're talking about Judge and Stanton and LeMayhu and Torres, all those guys. I would just like them to put more of an emphasis in getting righties, because you're getting a lefty back in Josh Taylor. I want more righties in that pen. So hey, if it doesn't work out, who the hell cares? You gave up cash for it. It's not my money. But if it works out, then it's a bonus.
1: There you go. I think that listen, you got people's blood pumping right now, Brian. You you got people really buying into this trade. You have people electric about the Boston Red Sox. So listen, trades are fun, man. Like I don't care who they're who they're for. Trades are fun, and it also shows you they're trying to do something. And there's I think that, and this is what I want to get to a little bit later in the show is. You know how we should start looking at this. Now we're starting to see sort of um, these trade candidates, right? You had mentioned um, who Bednar from from Pittsburgh, correct? Right? Absolutely filthy, Rob.
0: I watched yeah. his highlights today. The problem is he's got he's under control year. through like yes. two uh, thousand thirty-two. So, Wait, it's, Rob, he, this is your point. Hold. On. This is your point. You want consistency out of the bullpen. You want a guy you can depend on. You want certainty, right? How many times have
1: you said that? This is the guy. Well, at this point, you know, you, we have to we have to bring this up, and which is, yeah, I want certainty. You have to pay for for certainty. That's what my thing is all along, and I do think you're going to have to go out and make a trade. You're going to have to find another arm there. But I will say this, Brian, that some of these guys at this point, and this is the Waka conversation, some of these guys at this point are have proven themselves to be pretty close to certainty. I mean, Waka, like, that guy has proven to me enough that you say, all right, you know what, he's going to do this, maybe not at this level the rest of the year, but he's going to be a reliable guy that you don't have to take out of the rotation. And to go to the bullpen to talk about these relievers, a guy like John Schreiber, at this point, what is he pitched? 19 times and all but one, he's give, not, not giving up a run? I mean, it's, it's crazy. And so at this point, you have to kind of say, all right, you got Schreiber. All right, I'm going to give Matt Strom congratulations to the Strom family. You get to be in the bullpen as well for the rest of the year. All right, Tanner Houck, we'll see. The signs, but I don't think you can say that's absolutely the closer. You haven't figured that out absolutely that you have the closer in Tanner Houck, but hey, listen, it's still June. This is the time to figure that out. Uh, Austin Davis, tough outing last last night, but you know what? That's okay. Oh, that was bad, Rob. That, I know that's your guy, uh, but that was, that was big, horrible. Yeah, but listen, I mean, that was his first bad outing. That was Big Fudge's first bad outing. Yeah. Right? Inopportune time. Oh, well, okay. Anyway. All right. There's a lot to get Come to. Come on, there's Fudge! A- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, Ken, see, I give Ken a little compliment. He talks a little baseball, and all of a sudden, he's got his A game. I mean, it, like, the blood is. Ken, you have to tell. The blood is pumping. I right love now. talking baseball, Rob. You, I mean, who? I remember when you said JD Martinez would never play the outfield five years ago. I mean, <laughs> Why, no. I should have been right about that. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't take my advice. I mean, this. Well, you were right this year. Finally, I mean, there you go. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. We get a lot to talk to. It's great to talk with Brian Barrett, with Ken, with everybody, with all the callers, all the regulars. Great to be back with the Bradfoe Show once again. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, please do. Uh, we had John Schreiber on the last one. We had obviously Mookie Betts last week. Um, I have one big one talking with uh, Brian Barrett's guy, Josh Winkowski. Josh You all right, Brian? Don't get you're me okay. started
0: on him. I mean, that was an oh. unbelievable performance the other day, Rob.
1: Well, you're Have you luck. heard my
0: comparison? Should we uh, tease it?
1: Yeah, let's tease it. And by the way. You're in luck because he's going to pitch again Monday. All right, we'll talk, some, we'll talk some more Winkowski. We'll get to the calls. See you all lined up, 617-779-7937. Brian Barrett with a Trending, and I'll, in that Trending, I will have a U.S. Open update.
4: The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now,
1: here's
3: what's trending on WEEI.
0: The warm weather is here and Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey is saying, screw it, let's shoot it. Lick the salt, shoot the screwball, and finish with an orange slice. Lick it, shoot it, screw it. Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Please enjoy responsibly. You can tune in to WEI this Red Sox season as we broadcast live from our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio before Red Sox weekend home games. It's brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, official truck of the Red Sox. I'm here right now as we're getting you ready for the second of this three-game set tonight. Between the Cardinals and the Red Sox. Of course, the Sox took the opener of the series last night, six to five. Got a little too close for comfort there. Michael Walker went six at a third he gave up one earned. And at seven fifteen is the first pitch tonight. You can tune into the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at six fifteen with yours truly. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Cutter Crawford on the mound in that one. He's opposite Dakota Hudson, who does not strike anybody out. In fact, he's last in Major League Baseball and strikeout rate. So that's good for the Sox. They also made a move today. They traded cash considerations to the Phillies for James Norwood. The number's not pretty, a 190 whip on the season, but his fastball does sit at 96.6 <laughs> <laughs> miles per hour. I'm telling you, Rob, the stuff is good. The stuff is good. Game two of the Stanley Cup final <laughs> between the Avalanche and the Lightning Let's tonight. go
3: Red Sox. Puck drops it
0: The 8 ERA is very deceiving. Well, I mean, come on. You can't, you can't reference the ERA with a reliever. And. Yeah, actually, Eck has talked about this on multiple occasions. You have one bad outing. You're screwed for a month and a half. Uh, by the way, Stanley Cup Final tonight, Avs and Lightning. That starts at 8 o'clock. The Avs have that one nothing series lead. And can be and, heard on
3: WEI AM 850 tonight. Oh, nice. the whole Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: I'm actually very excited for this Cup. The Athletic is reporting that the two favorites for the Bruins head coaching vacancy are ex-Rangers coach David Quinn, also former BU head coach, and current Kraken assistant, Jay Leach. Now, let's send it to Brad for an update from the U.S. Open. Brad
1: Well, reporting live from the Country Club, the 122nd U.S. Open Championship. We now have two golfers atop the leading bo- leaderboard, but not the same two we started the day with. Colin Marikawa, he is still there. He's shooting even for the day, but a new guy has moved up. Aaron Wise is five under along with Marikawa, So now you have those two, and then one, two, two other guys behind them, Scheffler and Damon. Damon, who obviously started the day at top, Zalatoris. Whose guy? Is that Will Fleming's guy, Zalatoris? Mm, Correct. Okay. All, All right. Let's go. So, Will Vizella Torres is making a move a little bit. So, a lot going on here. Everybody out on the course. So, things are setting up for a very, very tight race. And you can follow all of it, all the updates right here in WEI. And, of course, our golf coverage is sponsored by Mayomi, the official wine of the PGA Tour. And Zingaroo, Zingaroo allows you to trade, chat, and compete with friends all in one app. Join now and get started with $25 on us.
3: Now, we're right back to it. The Bradfoe Show on WEI. And
4: streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
1: All right, welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. Rob Bradford along with Brian Barrett and Ken Laird. We're talking great game of baseball. I just happen to be at the country club where the U.S. Open championship has been taking place because Jackie Bradley's here. Or he was here. I hope he's not here anymore. I hope he's back at the, fine, the the confines of Fenway Park, getting ready for the game. Brian Barrett's holding down the fort at Fenway Park. He'll be with you on the pregame show. We'll be all the way up till six o'clock until the aforementioned pregame show. But Brian, we have to talk about Winkowski. I understand. Can you just hold on a second to talk about Winkowski? Can you do that? Sure, Can sure. You, yeah, and we, we got to talk sure? about story at some point as well. Oh my, of course. Alex Gore's comments last night. Yeah, I mean, was he deflecting or was he being serious or was he wanting to get the message out? I mean, there's a lot to pick through with those comments with Trevor Story, and I and I know that you you uh, you used it as your jumping off point after the game last night, correct? I did. Yes, I thought right. that was that was his walk off too, Rob. I loved it. Yeah. Well, Core is a smart. You guy. wrote a story about it. I did. Well, when someone says they're in the best, they'll no pun Oh, geez. Okay. okay, can I get my twenty dollars of Bitcoin back, please? Uh, uh, when someone says that somebody is the best in all of baseball at something, you're going to write a story about it. You're going to talk about it, and we're going to do that. But first, we got to get to our good friend Jeff in Watertown. So, Rob, uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, what's going on? How you doing, Jeff? Good to hear from you again. It's been a long time.
2: Yeah, Brad, you've been the one that's been on the road, uh, you know, so, uh, it's good to have you back in town. Oh,
1: Nashville, Uh, Oakland, San Francisco, Chicago, Springfield.
2: Back to Chicago just to see Mookie, uh, it's just unbelievable.
1: Yep. And and
2: I have to say that, that, uh, hearing Brian Barrett read that lick it, chew it, screw it, drop (laughs) is worth the price of admission. You really got to see you got to see if you can get there. The I, I think guys Ken, Ken, Ken loves his list. <laughs> drop. Ken,
1: Ken, you love the list. You love the power rankings. Can we do the power rankings of who does that
2: read the best? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Courtney, of course. That's, <laughs> That's that, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wins it by default. Anyway, uh, I, I just. <laughs> first of all, the uh, I, I agree with Brian. The Norwood deal is, it's first of all, it's something. I mean, I've been. I'm still. I'm still trying to figure high and bloom out and and one of the things that that i've been saying about him is the question of his timing because you know we we talk about baseball as being a sport about timing when, when not how many hits you get, but when you get them. and the one thing about him is like i I want to know like when is he going to make moves, when does he see it's time to do something and i, I don't and i 'm talking about like boosting the the major league roster and 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 supporting the players, you know bringing guys up is good from the minors and giving them a chance, and I really like what's been going on the last couple of weeks with that. I think, you know, we've been winning and breaking in some young players, but at some point you got to go out and make a move that says to the veterans, you know, we're in this and we believe in this team. And so doing something, you know, I mean, I thought the carpenter thing I still, you know, would have been a good move. I don't understand the Mitch Mullen thing still. I thought that would have been something easy. I realized that people aren't trading as quickly because everybody's in it, but you know, I just, you know, so to me it's a good thing that he just, he did something. Yeah, yeah and, I, don't, I don't see and, any problem with it. Jeff,
1: think, I was thinking about this today. Think about how fortunate they've got. Not fortunate, but I mean, I, they have to develop these guys. But two key pieces, which they did certainly didn't count on, who have been saving graces for them. And that is John 8 Mile Schreiber and also Franchi Cordell. Because right now, by now, we thought that Tristan Cassis would be up and he would be the left-handed compliment. And, obviously, he's not even playing because of the ankle injury. But you have Franchi Cordero. I mean, Franchi Cordero has stepped in and been – he hasn't been unbelievable. And Brian's about to he, – he's champing at the bit to basically talk about the hard hit rate, the barreling and everything else for Franchi. Fine. But he's been good enough. And and if you don't have him, you really don't have that compliment to Dahlbeck. So those two guys are guys that we didn't expect to have any part of this, and they've been huge, huge guys.
2: And and it's been you know Franchise energy, and then the same thing. Like you know, watching them run, like there is there is something exciting just in that. You feel you know you, when you've got some speed on the team, you just feel like you have a better chance to score. And and it's just you know it's just it's, so that's been good. I, I've been so, but again I you know we we can't let the Yankees – I, you know, of, of the four teams in the in the East that I you know we all thought might improve the Red Sox, the Tampa Bay, the Yankees, Toronto. I had the Yankees really at the end. I I did not think that they could that they could do what they're doing now. I mean they are you know they, they are they're they're far better than I ever expected. And I just can't stand Cashman. I can't stand I you know we got to be in this. We got to play them in the playoffs. We have to at least you know get get back there. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that Haim's going to take this. Uh, you know, is going to be into this season. And, and, and like you were saying earlier with, with Ken and Curtis, like, we don't know this is going to be a transformational off season because a lot of folks are going to be gone and we're not going to know what, to, so this is the time to do it. So I just hope I'm in all the
1: way. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow, but he, he, Jeff brings up a good point, And we mentioned this on uh, the Wiley part of the Ken and Curtis show earlier, Brian. I don't know if you were listening but it's it was we were talking about the off season and how you just simply don 't see a team that has this many guys who either have one year or uh, last year of their contract or like Devers are on the precipice of becoming a free agent yeah I mean, the, the, these are key <laughs> key guys these are key key guys and, and so now you 're sitting here firmly entrenched in the playoff race. Now you go into the trade deadline, you almost have to go for it, right? I mean, this is... Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and that's part
0: know. of the... Yes, that's part of the calculus is what you reference as it pertains to the free ages. And of course, I was listening. What do you think I'm going to listen to? Music? Of course, I was listening to the show earlier. Come on. I don't listen to damn music. I listen to sports talk radio and podcasts. You know I was listening. I actually tweeted during your show about something you said. You're taking shots in mutt. I mean, yes. come on. But anyway, I, you're completely right on this because the, of the fact Ken
2: that, and Curtis show...
0: You're completely right on this. And I I know that it has dominated most of the season. We talk about Rafi, and uh, somehow J.D.'s gone under the radar. But nonetheless, J.D. and Bogarts with the contracts. But that also, if Heimblum isn't going to get all those guys signed, then you should be doing everything you possibly can to win a World Series with the 2022 Red Sox. That's why I reference adding to the bullpen And a guy out there, and Lou put it out there today, it was a good point, is a guy like David Robertson, who, yeah, he walks guys, but his strikeout rate is near 35%. You do everything you possibly can to do this year. And I think we do have some evidence of that, Rob. And you know what that is? What? Brian Baio's up in AAA pretty damn quick. Walter's up in AAA pretty damn quick. So, yes, there are. And I do feel better in some sense that for the first time in a long time, Rob, it does feel... Like, there are internal reinforcements, and to sort of piggyback off my own point, I look at something that transpired last night in that game that I didn't think of it in the moment, and then I watch it, and I'm like, wait, he wasn't in the lineup. So if you go back to that game last night, Bobby Dalback comes up, and McFarlane was in, okay? Oh, wait, We're, wait, wait,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on a second. That reminds me. Brian? McFarlane! McFarlane. There you go.
0: But McFarlane comes in, Rob. And what is McFarlane? Okay, he's a soft-throwing lefty. He has nothing that goes north of 90 miles an hour. So Duran was in the leadoff spot to begin the game. And what does Alex Cora now have the luxury to do? Oh, Bobby Dalback 's not playing because Franchi Cordero has shown us something this year. And so he's in the game. So then they pinch-hit Bobby Dalback, and he comes up with a huge two hit. Two for in five that... and pinch-hits this year. Yes, and that was a perfect time to pinch-hit him because of the matchup. And that's something, Rob, even going back to the postseason last year. They really didn't have a bench, and if you start to look at what that potential playoff roster could look like, Bobby Dahl back off the bench or starting, Franchi Cordero, and then you look at the Jaron Durans of the world, who obviously can give you something on the bases, and he actually looks better to me this year in the outfield than he did last year, and look, he'll make up for a lot of stuff if he doesn't get a good read because of his speed, but it does feel like internally they're in a much better place this year compared to where they were a year ago, which gives me the hope— then High and Bloom will look at a certain position in the farm system and say, "Hey, we have a surplus. Let's go get us a lockdown reliever,
1: somebody that we can pitch late in games." All right. So Iowa and people can weigh in 617-779-7937. Of course, we are thankful to fine friends at McFarland Energy for sponsoring the Bradfoe show. And I want you guys to ruminate on this one, which is if when the Red Sox hit the trade deadline with the team currently constituted, What is the thing, what is the place where you said go out and get that? Because obviously we had been saying relief pitching, and that's easy. But, you know, maybe there's something else because you do have some guys coming up. You do have maybe some solutions in that respect. So I want you guys to get creative, but I do want you to think about it. And while you're thinking about it, and we'll get to that after the next break, but I want to get back in the Trevor Story thing, not to put the, mm-hmm. the dark cloud over the over the conversation. And you don't need to because you just had a manager, as I said before, say that a guy was the absolute best in the major leagues at something. And that is Trevor Story, Alex Gore talking about Trevor Story being the best defensive second baseman. All right. I know at risk of repeating yourself from last night after the game, Brian. Uh, new audience, this, Rob. Let's
3: hear this audio, Rob. Why don't we throw to this audio? Oh, oh the- worth hearing again.
4: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've been saying um, some, like, I play with some good defenders. And uh, the combination of being quick and fast, not too many guys have that. And he gains ground. Uh, He does. And uh, I know a lot of people have their doubts with the throwing part of it. It's been money. Money. On the run, taking his time. There was actually... You know, he made all those plays. Uh, the one with men at third, I think it was two outs in the fifth. You know, the backhand in the shift. For me, that's that was the toughest play of them all because you have to be on point on the grass, get through it, and put it on money at first base. It's a routine play, but in that spot, it's not. It's not. And uh, you know, turning those plays and talking to the guys. And uh, I know it's been a grind for him, but uh, he doesn't take a play off. And uh, he, he's been. I mean, like right now, I, I can say that probably he's the best defended, defensive second baseman in the Big Leagues. Oh,
3: absolutely love it.
1: Absolutely love it, Rob. Ooh. Well, I will say this, and be, uh, before you go, before you, you talk about what you're going to talk about, uh, the, when, when we talk about Trevor Story, and I said this looking at him in spring training, To me, he's a second baseman. To me, he's a really, really good second baseman. And I think in the perfect world for the Red Sox, this is maybe an obvious statement, but people maybe didn't realize what the dynamic would be. I think if you really want to pay money for the foundation of a team, there's nothing wrong with paying the money for the foundation of second base, shortstop, and third base with those three guys, keeping those three guys together. Usually I say don't allocate that much money. You can't run isolations for right fielders, all of that. But if you wanted to say, here's a middle of the order, here's the middle of the diamond, here's a really good infield, and by the way, Trevor Story is also making Xander Bogarts better, I think. I think that is worth no it. No question. I mean, and so anyway, go ahead,
0: Brian. What do you got? Well, so I was just going to say this. So first of all, there is a legit – argument that Cora has. I mean, he's second in defensive runs saved amongst, among second basemen. He's had seven defensive runs saved. The only guy that has more than him is the guy playing for the other team tonight in Edmond. So that's the only guy in the entire sport that has more defensive runs saved at second base than story. If you look at the Red Sox as a total unit this year, they came into the weekend fifth in defensive runs saved. You know where they were last year, Rob? 18th. Yes. So yes, he has definitely made a difference. And look, we shouldn't take away from the internal improvement of Devers, who has been significantly better this year when last year, I mean, let's let's not avoid it. The guy was an absolute butcher, but he's been unbelievable defensively from where he was a season ago, and Story's been part of that. So there is truth to what Core is saying. But I also think this, Rob, he came up with a big hit last night, even though you know it was a ground ball the other side of the shift. He did what he needed to do, made it a three to one game. He A knows that his guy is struggling, and B, this is what Core is so good at. He doesn't want Story to not feel the value he's bringing to the team from a defensive perspective. Think about when the slump started, Rob. How many times in the past week has Cora talked about the defense? He continually brings that up, and then he put the cherry on top of the Sunday last night I can
4: to talk about that Story. probably he's the best defended, defensive second baseman in the big leagues.
1: Yeah, and when he, even when Story dropped that ball at the outfield, I mean, there was no no room for interpretation when Core well talked about that at, both after the game and then the next day, which yep, was Durant's fault. This is this is Jaron J- 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 Duran is standing there. He's watching it. He has to know better. All of that. I mean, not, this was not even though story was sort of camped under it, and he was call. You could hear him calling for it the whole way. But, you know, this was all about Jaron Duran missing that ball, not Trevor Story. So I, I'm totally with you in that respect. And, you know, I, we have that soundbite, and Cora said that last night. But earlier in the week, Cora was asked about the defense, the infield defense, and oh, my goodness, I have not seen Cora light up like I did that day, when he was asked about that, he, he basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, oh, it's a great day to talk about this because my good friend Mark Simon, Mark Simon right for what, ESPN.com or something, or he used to work at ESPN, and he wrote this story, this glowing story about how all the things that you're talking about, Brian, about how the Red Sox infield defense has improved. And Cora must have gone on for about like seven minutes on this, about this article that was sent to him and Devers is improving and Bogars is improving and the different st- story has made and also the different p- the positioning how that has have helped the Red Sox mm-hmm. all of it i mean so so yes i mean like core is taking number one great pride in Devers defense number two he is saying that hey Bogars isn't as bad as everyone thinks and number three you're absolutely right I mean, Trevor's story. He he feels it like he feels like that. Like that, he understands like when the city comes down on a guy. And he saw it in April with a guy. And he's saying this guy's too important to have like any doubts at all. So I'm going to prop him up. And he deserves to be propped up defensively. Offensively, it's another story. Yeah, uh, pun intended, right? But nah, yeah, I, I look. We, it, can we put a moratorium? <laughs> well, you're
0: the one that said it. Did I say it? No, you said another story. D- Ken, did I say it, Ken, or did Rob? No, Okay.
1: Ken. Ken Ken Laird. Sorry. That was me. That was oh, him.
3: But I appreciate yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we do a power ranking of the best uh, puns when it comes to Trevor Story? Anyway, go ahead, Brian. Well, no, I just think, though, Rob, he's so calculated that
0: he pointed it out all week, and then when we got to the point where Story did come up with a big hit last night, and maybe that's what gets him going, but we shouldn't underrate what he does defensively. And I also look at Story from this perspective, Rob, and maybe you disagree on this, so certainly— Push back if you disagree with this, but I, I, I believe it's one of my better takes. <laughs> I believe the guy that wants Trevor's story here more than anybody else. I mean, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Okay, so this is my, one of my better takes of all time. So the guy that benefits.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of hype for this take. Okay. You're going you're gonna to say, whoa. Wait, all right. Is, hold uh, on. Hold on. You know what? This, Luke, take is, this. this take has taken on such another life. So much anticipation that we can't give it right now. We have to wait till after the break. So. Oh. So what we're gonna do. Actually is, good idea. Whoa. I like this. So Brian's gonna give this much anticipated. This take take. As as Maybe the it. best take of all time according to Metric well, Man. Well look at my pin tweet. That may be my best take of all
3: time. Add it's Brian Barrett, my pin tweet. Metric Man has the best take of all time. When we come back, you'll we'll hear it. Now hold we'll t- on, Bradfoo, before you go, can I get a little update from the open? Oh, oh. boots on the ground, Bradford Oh okay. how's the leaderboard?
1: Uh, the, the leaderboard is intact. How's the
3: leaderboard? What are you talking about? How's the no, leaderboard? No, there's been a change at the top of to the leaderboard. Oh,
1: yes, of course. Uh, let's see. One second. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Now you have four guys tied. Patrick Rogers, Scotty Scheffler, Aaron Wise,
3: and my guy, Colin Murakawa. And Murakawa just uh, uh, sliced one into the fescue on five. So in some trouble off the tee. Can you spell fescue? F-E-S-C-U-E. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Then maybe you should give the updates. You're like what? At, you are at the country club. I just gave you the update. You least have I the know giant th- big screens there in the media center.
1: Patrick Rogers, Scotty Scheffler, Aaron Wise, Colin Mar- Marikawa, <laughs> Will Zellatoris. Zer- 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 okay. <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick, both those guys, along with John Rom and Hayden Buckley, they're the next. Oh, my goodness. It keeps on going. Our guy Joel Damon, he's in the three back as well. I mean, it, here's the takeaway. This is going to be fun tomorrow, man. Like, this is a yep. good leaderboard. Here's the takeaway. It is tight. No one's running away with it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know I'm having fun here at the Open. Brian's having fun at Fenway with Coop. Ken's having fun wherever he is. We're all having fun. And the best part about it is that when we get back, we're going to get the metric man's best take of all time, according to Brian Barrett. All right. We'll be back after this.
3: WEI. We are right back to the Bradfow Show.
0: Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
1: All right. Welcome back to the Bradfow Show. I'm Rob Bradford along with Brian Barrett, Ken Laird, Coop, all the, the whole gang if you want to subscribe to the Brad Foe Show podcast, which is red hot, you know how I know it's red hot? We've just been bought out. Right, Ken? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yes, you have. We have been bought out by the uh, the fine folks at at uh, 2400 Sports. We're making that move. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Oh, Yo!
3: Thank you. It's well, really all thanks to Coop, wouldn't you say? I, I, yes, done I would. A great, he's done a great job.
1: I would absolutely say We're big fish
3: now, that. boys. We're big fish.
1: I would absolutely say that. I mean, and by the way, people love those last calls from Joe Castiglione. Like, Coop, you did a great <laughs> job of, of filming, once again, Joe's last call. And all the comments, like, we need more of this, we need more of this. People love those. I, you know, I don't know why, but people love them. They love them. Good job, Coop. How could you not love Kistig? Joey, really we want to see
0: Kistig's, okay?
1: <laughs> 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 all right. Well, 617 779 And when I say I don't know why, it's, I know it Kistig is awesome. I just, sure. I,
4: thanks I, for listening.
1: I guess I just, uh, Joey, see the big cheese. I guess I, I'm i spoiled because I get to see the excellence all the time. Um But, like I said, 617-779-7937. You're going to want to probably weigh in after the metric man's red-hot take here. He says the best of all time. Brian Barrett, the floor is yours. Okay, Rob. So, you're thinking to yourself, who benefits the
0: most to re-signing Xander Bogarts? Mm -hmm. Well, Rafael Devers. They're really good friends, and Bogarts is almost like a big brother to Rafael Devers. Well, Alex Cora would love to have Bogarts back, right? He's the leader of the clubhouse. We all know this. How about Chris Sale? Chris Sale came out before the season on the Greg Hill Show and said, we need to keep bogey. So you think, okay, maybe it's one of those guys, but you know who it is?
3: We got to keep bogey. (laughs) We got to.
0: (laughs) There we go. But you know who benefits the most, Rob? Who? Trevor Story. You know why? Why? Because if Trevor Story is here and Bogarts is gone, Trevor Story's compared to Xander Bogart's. If Trevor Story's here and Xander Bogart's is signed, guess who has never compared to Xander Bogart's the rest of his career? Trevor Story. And that's the neighborhood that Trevor Story wants to live in. And, And not to say that Trevor Story can't handle it anything along those lines. But I almost, and it sounds uncouth, Rob, to say this about a guy that's making $140 million. But I almost in some way feel bad for the guy because he had a slow start, and part of that was because He had a child. He had to leave, of course, spring training. Then he has the slump. Then he has the whole thing where, oh, he didn't show up to the press conference where the guy was trying to hit down in the damn cage. He didn't understand he was supposed to talk to the media. And then we saw the other day he did the opposite of that. He talked to the media before going down. And then he had an issue as it pertains to his stomach. Right. So he had a lot of things not go his way. But now it feels like him and Bogarts, they have a really good chemistry out there in the middle of the infield, and if Bogarts is here, we never have to look at, well, Bloom was replacing Xander Bogarts with Trevor It's No, it was just an addition to the club to help out the team, and Story's impact has been felt on the defensive side. Now, I'm not diminishing how poorly he's been at the plate outside of like two weeks, okay? I'm not diminishing that whatsoever, but I'm just pointing out the fact that if you sign Bogarts, the big free agent you signed this past offseason— it helps him. That's why Bloom needs to sign Bogarts. It actually helps Story. Story's in a very bad spot if you don't re-sign Bogarts. Get it done. <laughs> All right. I mean, is that, is that unfair? All I mean, right, think about it.
1: this. Uh, We're going to go around the room. All right, I'm going to give that take a seven with voice inflection. I bump it up to a seven and
3: a half. Ken, what do you say? Uh, yeah, it's a seven. I mean, it's se- yeah. it was good. It makes some sense. I, I think it was a little too long-winded. Yes, and I also
1: think that it wasn't there. it wasn't earth shattering. Again, voice inflection. Who else said and it? Uh, I have, Ken has, Coop has. Everybody said it. I mean, I don't think there's any any mystery that the best scenario. I didn't is, get Coop's grade yet. Oh, Coop, what do you got?
3: Six point nine. I have Whoa! to be different on that.
1: Okay, I mean, see, I'm sorry, Metric Man. That the fact is, it's a good take. But it's a take that we we has been on our radar where I, I don't think Trevor Story wants to be the guy at shortstop. I don't think who does want to be the guy? Of course you want to be a part of the equation. I don't think he wants to say, Hey, you know what? I am the, the foundational player. No, I mean and he should I am the be. shortstop now. Right. Well he he shouldn't be saying that. He shouldn't. Like he, he is a good player. He is a very good player. But you know, His feelings aside, Brian, do you really want Trevor Story replacing Xander Bogarts at shortstop? Did you just hear my take? I did. Yeah, so no, I don't. Right, no, but I'm just saying, like, actually as – I mean, the fact is, is that – He is a second baseman. To me, he's a second baseman. I haven't seen him. Admittedly, I haven't seen a ton of him playing shortstop. I've seen him play shortstop, but I've obviously seen him a lot more this year than I ever have. And I've seen him as a second baseman. His body type, his movements, all of his arm. He is a second baseman. And I'll go back to it, and you're agreeing. I know I'm just repeating what you said, but that dynamic of story, Bogart's endeavors, and I'll say this. Here's a take for you. As we sit here on 2022, June 17th, why I'm sitting here at the country club, you're at Fenway Park, Ken is in parts unknown, okay? I'm going to say this. I think that by the time we get to this time next year, you will have Devers, Bogarts, and Story all signed up. Boom!
0: Wow. Now, is this, is this an educated guess, or is this on information? Or a combo, what's combo a, platter.
1: What's the difference? Well, an educated, an guess, educated is guess is different than is based information, information you gathered. No, no, sourced it's, information. This, this is this is the feeling. This is putting the pieces together because mm. I think that I think that I don't know if you know this, but Trevor Story is signed up. So Rob
3: Bradford have. of weei. reporting. There you go. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know what that was? Can you, Ken, do you know what that was from? I don't. Mike Napoli. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Napoli was traded. Um, so I, Trevor Story is locked up. Xander Bogars, I think, really, really wants to say. And if they win and he keeps producing, I think they'll value him more than they are, certainly are value him now and they'll sort of meet in the middle. And then when it comes to Devers, I think if you keep Bogars here, Devers is, you know, obviously he's, he's an a unbelievable player. Uh, to me, I don't know how you don't – and you tell me if I'm full of hooey, Brian – I don't know with Devers how you don't just start the Machado contract. I don't know like that. That's where you start. That's what you offer him, isn't it? Yeah. You, yes. I mean, there's no three hundred for can, ten.
0: No, well. I mean that could, that's the starting point, but he's going to get more. Rob. I mean, you could make a real convincing argument, and I have on so, on several occasions. He's the best hitter in the sport right now. I mean, the home run that he hit in Seattle, or excuse me, in Oakland. Was it in Seattle or Oakland to the opposite? It's last Sunday, yeah. So it would have been against Seattle. Oakland. I mean, that was was it in Oakland? Yes. The one, to, the one to left field. Yes. Okay. How did he hit that out? I said you heard that uh, Alex Cora was talking to JD about it, and JD was saying I don't know how he did that. That ball is out of the strike zone. Yeah. And he hit it out to left field. I mean, it's ridiculous right now. So, no, there's no chance they can let this guy go. And I I am a little bit concerned that it's gotten to this point. And one of the good points that you've made on several occasions, actually, I think you reiterated this today, but the Mookie thing in terms of Mookie, what is it? He said the first contract offer was the toughest to pass
3: up. Yes. Well,
0: Devers was never offered that, right? He was never offered that type of deal. That's insane. Yes. I mean, how how has he not been talked to until this offseason? I mean, that's right. Really, you, you broke the story. You talked to him in the offseason about it at spring training. You said this is the first time? How? I mean, you could have got maybe an Alvarez-type deal. Who knows who agrees, who doesn't, right? Mookie didn't agree, but Bregman did. Well, Alvarez did. Maybe you could have gotten
1: something done. Heck, heck, Bogarts did. Yeah, what was weird was the timing of that, which was, you know, I was told around when – after Dabrowski gets let go, what is that, August of 2019 – so Dombrowski gets let go. I was told by the higher ups that this is going to be a priority, talking to Devers about an extension. But then you hire Heim Bloom in the off season, and then that just goes away. So mm. it, it must have been a Bloom philosophy, but it is baffling that it never happened. All right. Anyway, we got to take a break. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I want to pay off on this tease where I asked you guys before. Now that we are entrenched in trade deadline talk with about a month and a half to go, and you know sort of where the Red Sox sit, where you feel like they're going to be in it, you have all these contracts, you feel like, okay, you know what, here you go for it. And we also have a better idea what's waiting in the minor leagues. I want each of you to give me a guy that you want them to go after. And if you don't have a guy, then at least give me a position. 617-779-7937. Be back after this.